Hello, welcome to another episode of Davy B's Hit Song Vault. My name is John David Birdall, and today on the show, gosh, we hope that you do have some company with you, because we're going to be talking about lonely songs, right, Dad? I mean, we've got more lonely songs than you can shake a stick at, John. Gosh, you've got a stick in there? <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> I've got a little bit of everything. Oh, yes, yes, you do, yes. And so we're going to be talking about such artists as Roy Orbison, right? Right. J.D. Souther, Bobby Vinton. Bobby Vinton. Yep. And so many more. So many more. Yes. How have you been doing, Dad? Well, I guess I uh, can't complain because Good. nobody would listen anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you've got a whole bunch of people listening to you on this podcast. <laughs> oh, goodness. We are happily going to talk to you about the songs about loneliness. That's right. <laughs> as I suppose only we can and as only you can, Dad. Right. Okay, so before we get into that, do allow me to say that Davy B's Hit Song Vault is a 30-minute comedic and encyclopedic conversation about the music of our lives with Davy B and his son, John David. During each episode of the podcast, these two hosts will discuss and will play excerpts of 10 audio tracks within a specific theme or within a specific subject for your listening pleasure and total, total edification. Together, Davy B and John David do have a combined 70 years of songwriting and song performance and recording and music production experience between them. And thank you very, very much to Prairie Public, our local PBS station, for supporting my father and me and this podcast. We could not do it without you. Absolutely not. No. So what's the first song on the list, Dad? Well, the first song on the list is, to me, probably one of the most endearing songs about lonely that you can think of because, it, yeah. yeah, it has a good beat to it. Mm -hmm. It's got great harmony lines. Oh, yes. And when you talk Roy Orbison, of course, you're talking about one of the founding fathers, <laughs> you know, as far as I'm concerned. Also, this song was such a huge hit for him. Shall we allow, I guess, Roy Orbison to talk about that? Yeah, let's. Okay, so here's Roy Orbison talking about how big Only the Lonely was for him. Well, it was a, a giant record as a singer and a songwriter, and it was international. And I'd remem I remembered that uh, uh, I was having lunch with the Everly Brothers, and Buddy Holly came in and uh, showed us a, char a record chart where his record was, two or three records were number one and five or so in England. And that got me to thinking. All of a sudden, here's only the lonely 16 weeks at number one in England and around the world, so it was an international market for me. So that started off the uh, career uh, with an explosion for uh, touring here and around the world. Explosion. How about that word, explosion? That's truly what happened. Oh, really? Yeah, because as far as I'm concerned, uh, Only the Lonely was the first gargantuan hit that Ooh. hit number one for Roy Orbison. Sure. And uh, it was on the chart for something like 15 weeks, if Whoa. I remember right. Yeah. And um, he did have... A hard life. I'm not oh. saying that, you know, you, you, you can't say that all he was just writing happy songs to oh, make money. Sure. And I think probably it would be a fine thing if we would treat our audience to a bit of that song. Oh, yes. Yes, of course. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Roy Orbison and Only the Lonely. Only the lonely I know the way I feel tonight 
I don't know if you know this, Dad, but this was one of the first songs that I did cover in the first band that I was in. Really? Yeah. Yeah, we would play this song, and yeah. people do just love this song. Yeah. And I think it's, it's because it's so, I think it's because it's so, like, uh, solemn and uh-huh. not sad. Right. Honest. Uh-huh. You know, and sort of <clears throat> confessional sort of song. Right. You know, but not ooh, dour, you know, mm. or glum. Right. Yeah. And I think that <clears throat> interplay between the lead vocal and like the backup vocal. Yeah. Yeah. Or backup vocals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That really, so it's, he's not alone while singing it. You notice that? Like there's other people singing oh, with yeah. him. Yeah. You know? So it doesn't seem as lonely, even right. though he's talking about loneliness. Right. So, yeah. Thank you for picking that one, Dan. Yeah. All right, it's time for the next song, right, Dad? Right you are, John. Okay, and that is Dion with Lonely Teenager. Right. And it's and not Dion in the Belmonts. It's no, just it Dion. was Dion in the Belmonts. You're right there in the very beginning. Sure. In fact, I think if you go back a little further, it was, I think, a group called Dion and the Tamerlanes or something like that. Okay. And you were telling me that in your research, you had found oh. out a lot of what made teenagers run away. Yeah, with like, I don't know, parents arguing quite a bit or, I don't know, just living in poverty, that sort of thing. Or <laughs> So we, we should probably say that Dion, um, in recording these songs, mm-hmm. tried to do his best to help. Oh, of course. Teenagers with this state of mind. Well, yes, yes. Letting teenagers know, or I guess right, young people know that it's not just you. Right. I guess you're not alone. Definitely. Being a lonely teenager. Right. Yeah. So shall we play the song? Let's do it. Okay. So this is Lonely Teenager by Dion. I want to go home where I belong cause now I'm just alone. Ran away all alone on the stray. What can I do? What can I say? I'm lonely, teenager. And just as a little anecdote here, John. Oh, sure. Uh, I want to give Dion a lot of credit because he uh, has developed quite a following in the contemporary Christian uh, genre of music, oh. too. So. Go get him, Dion. Well, yes, yes. God bless him. That's great. Okay, time for the next song then? Yes. All right. So that's Mr. Lonely by Bobby Vinton. Mr. Lonely. Yes. Mm. Yes. Apparently, this was recorded in the Make or Break session in which Vinton recorded Roses Are Red, My Love in 1962 because his label, Epic Records, was going to drop him. You're kidding. (laughs) What's that all about? Yeah, what's that all about? I don't know why Epic would be dumb enough to dump him, but uh, well, yeah. they've uh, record companies have done many stupid things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently after he recorded this song, Epic Records refused to release it, preferring to offer it to Buddy Greco, who was another artist in their stable. But that didn't do too well. No, I can believe that. I remember Buddy Greco, and oh. he, was, he was more of your club type. <laughs> Uh, crooner, sure. if you know what yep. I mean. Yeah, sort of, you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. sort of thing. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, I guess what uh, Bobby Vinton's greatest hits collection was being put together, and he insisted, hey, 
you know, like Mr. Lonely has to be on there. And that's when it became a hit. Oh, After because it, it became a big hit. Oh, gosh. Yes. Number one, it was on the chart for a good 14 weeks. And uh, it was just, uh, <laughs> I can't believe some of these record companies. <laughs> gosh, that was an epic decision, wasn't it? Really? Very good. <laughs> or as some people say, epic fail. Right. Okay, so shall we play the song? Let us give them a taste to Mr. Lonely. I'm so lonely. I'm Mr. Lonely Wish I had someone To call on the phone Now I'm a soldier A lonely soldier Away from home Through no wish of my I have no idea how a record company could pass on that song. <laughs> I agree. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What a bad idea. Just, I guess, just like I say, uh -huh. you, you just can't explain some of these decisions that record company executives make. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> that is just so moving. So song. plaintive. Yes, yeah. so plaintive. You know, and he talks about why he's lonely, too. Yes. It's not just a feeling he's feeling. No. You know, it's a situation he's I'm in. I'm a soldier, yep. a lonely soldier. soldier. Yep. Yeah. Oof. Well, thank you. Thank you, Dad, for picking that one. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so next song? Next song okay. is from uh, America, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah, that's what uh, you had told me. Right. Lonely people. Lonely people. Mm-hmm. And America, of course, uh, three guys became known as America, okay. if you will. Mm -hmm. And uh, the one that I guess you could say had the most uh, religious leanings was oh. Dan Peek. Okay. And Dan Peek decided that he didn't want to perform secular music anymore oh. and left the group and— uh, they became then America was the two guys. Sure. And, uh, Dan Peake uh -huh. uh, became a solo artist in the Christian field. Ah, okay. Yeah, so that would explain, golly, I got to know America uh, because they're hit. You can do magic. Right. Yeah, you've heard that one? Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm -hmm. And it was just those two fellas, you know? Um, and not Dan Peek. Right. He had left. Gosh. So that explains that. Right. Okay. Before they had had that one, because that was in uh -huh. the 80s when they had that hit. And uh, the line that stuck with me mm -hmm. uh, from America's song was, don't give up until you drink from the silver cup. Mm -hmm. Now, that had a deeper meaning than just being thirsty. Oh, sure. And like a poetic right. Right, sort of sound or, mm -hmm. you know, or poetry to it. Right. Yeah. Okay, so shall we play the song? That's a good idea. Okay, so this is Lonely People by America. This is for all the lonely people Thinking that life has passed them by Don't give up until you Drink from the silver cup And ride that highway in the sky For all the 
gosh, that is such a great song. It's just so polished. It's just so smooth. You know, the production may have something to do with that. Do you know who produced that song, Dan? No, I don't. Oh, really? George Martin. George Martin of Beatles fame? Yes. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think people know who he is? I think so. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, he met with the band in Los Angeles, and how he introduced himself was, oh gosh, he had walked in, or golly, he had walked in, and he took off his coat and his shoes <laughs> because it was so warm uh-huh. there in Los Angeles. Right. And I do believe the band had said it was just a great way to meet him and it was just so, I guess, relaxed, you know, mm-hmm. and so welcoming. And that must have been, you know, to hang out with him because they may have been intimidated. I mean, it's like George Martin. Really? You know, the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Whoa. You know? Yeah. And then he just takes off his shoes <laughs> in the office. Okay, so how about we move on to the next song? Huh? Let's move on to the next song, which is Hey There, Lonely Girl by Eddie Holman. And Eddie Holman, this was his one and only, should we say, contemporary hit. Oh, okay. Because uh, his wife, who happened to be his producer, <laughs> had uh, originally had this song from Ruby and the Romantics. Okay. The uh, group that did uh, Our Day Will Come. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know that song. And uh, so they had uh, decided that Eddie Holman should record the boy version of it, Hey There, Lonely Girl. Oh, sure. Instead of Hey There, Lonely Boy. Yeah, because it had been a song called Hey There, Lonely Boy. Right. By that group you just mentioned. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they redid it, and it was his only hit, and it was big. And after it succeeded, uh, he left and went to his own gospel label. Ooh, you know, I'm noticing a theme here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm noticing a pattern. Yes. With some of these songs, or I guess some of these artists, right? Right. Yeah, where the artists have one sort of career, and then they transition to another one, you know, or I guess secular, Right to a more faith-based There you go. One. Yeah, I do believe that that's great. I think so, too. So let us let Eddie show his wares mm-hmm. on a great song that made our program today entitled, Hey There, Lonely Girl. That's a great song. Yes, it Eddie is. Eddie Holman and Hey There, Lonely Girl. Yes, yeah. it's so sweet. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Very sweet. Yes, it's very, very sweet. You know, and he hits those high notes and holds those high notes. Really great. Mm-hmm. Really, really great. So yeah. sincere. You know, sweet very. and sincere. Well, let's matriculate on down the road, Johnny. And okay. Continue our search for lonely, lonely records. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, our next one is uh, an artist that, oh, so many hits. Yeah. So many hits. And such a tragic ending to his career. Mm-hmm. And we're referring to Jackie Wilson. Yeah. Now, Jackie Wilson was uh, just singer's singer. He had so many big hits. 
and was part of Billy Ward and the Dominoes. Oh. Uh, yeah, he was part of that group. Mm -hmm. And um, he was with the Contours. Mm. And then he went out on his own mm -hmm. and had just oodles and oodles of big hit singles yeah. uh, himself. And unfortunately, his career was cut short mm -hmm. because one night while appearing in Camden, New Jersey, mm -hmm. at the Latin Casino, I believe it was, he uh, hit a high note mm -hmm. in the song Lonely Teardrops. Yeah. Right at the part where it's my heart is crying, crying, instant heart attack stroke. Oh, no. And he collapsed on stage. Mm-hmm. And people thought it was part of the act. Oh, so and they cheered and stood up and gave him a standing ovation. Oh, whoa. But it wasn't. It was uh -huh. the real thing. Mm -hmm. And that ended his career. He spent the rest of his life in hospitals. Mm -hmm. and uh, In a coma, right? In, in a coma, yeah. yeah. And uh, so sad, really. Such an artist. Yes. And his career cut too short. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the first song that I did hear by him was Your Love is Lifting Me Higher. Mm -hmm. And that's what his music does for me. It lifts me higher. Right. Every time I hear it. Right. Every time I hear him. So shall we hear him now? Let's hear him now. Okay. So this is Jackie Wilson with Lonely Teardrops. Thank you, Jackie Wilson, for that song. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the next song on the list is a song that, golly. <laughs> so I would be like searching for Roy Orbison's Only the Lonely, and this song would come up so often, you know, and I've heard it. Well, I do believe you've heard it too, Dad. Oh, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, of course. In fact, when I saw it, I thought, oh, somebody remade, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, Only the, the Lonely. Person. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so this is Only the Lonely by The Motels. Okay, and this band, um, gosh, uh, had its, what, well, they were, it had its. They were founded in Los Angeles. Sure. And uh, they had about, memory serves me right, uh -huh. four hits. Okay. And then disbanded, gave up, and disappeared into the murk. I don't know. Well, yeah, but didn't they, like, get together, disband? Oh, yeah. Get together. Yeah. Disband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I mean. They had, I guess, time, certain times where they were disband, and then when they weren't disband? Golly. It was like military orders, John. He was oh. like, prepare to disband? <laughs> disband. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. And then uh, also the motels shared a studio space with the Go-Go's. You know, we got the beat, we got the beat, those Go-Go's. We are so beat. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you ought to take a break, huh? Yeah. Uh, like the motels did. <laughs> That's it. Um, and yeah, the Go-Go's had mentioned that they were sharing a studio space with the motels and the Go-Go's got signed. Um, and then the motels had said, hey, we're going to move our stuff over to your side. Uh, because, what, hopefully it's lucky and we get signed too. And they did. They got signed as well, the motels. 
I suppose we know that because they had, you know, the hits that they the did hits have. That they had. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so this is Only the Lonely by the Motels. It stands on its own. It doesn't have to be related to only the lonely. No, no, it doesn't. Although I wonder there, that moment at the end there when she goes really high, Mm -hmm. I wonder if she was trying to, I don't know, call back to Roy Orbison's Only the Lonely. I don't know. It's a good song. Oh, yes. That's all I can say. It's a good song. Yep. Yep. Okay. So the next song is by an artist that I, I know I've been waiting to talk about. Would you be referring to J.D. Souther? Yes, yes. And his song, You're Only Lonely. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, J.D. was born in uh, Detroit, raised in Texas. Okay. So he got around uh, as a youngster. (laughs) And uh, he had a band with Glenn Fry. Oh, so that's his connection. With the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Glenn Fry and he had a band. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he teamed with, of course, Chris Hillman mm-hmm. and Richie Fury, and uh, they were the Souther Hillman Fury Band, mm-hmm. if you recall them. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. You made certain I know who they were yeah. or who that group was. Yeah, they were all in this kind of uh, Eagles clique of musicians that yeah. hung out together, recorded together, you know, this sort of thing. Uh-huh. I do know that this song, You're Only Lonely, we had been talking about it being kind of a cousin to Only the Lonely by Roy Orbison because Roy Orbison did influence it right. quite a bit. Um, that rockabilly beat, mm-hmm. that's what uh, J.D. Souther had said. That rockabilly beat was something that he went back to for that for his song, You're Only Lonely. And then the break in the song was sort of lifted, not stolen, <laughs> but you know, inspired, inspired right. by another Roy Orbison song. And so, yeah, yeah, that's how those two are related. And I do believe it produced one heck, one heck of a hit, right? A number one hit. Yep, it did. J.D. Souther. And without further ado, shall we treat our audience to J.D. Souther? Oh, absolutely. And you're only lonely. All of these songs, Dad, I do believe that is the most hopeful one, the most reassuring one. Don't you think? That we the, all these lonely songs we've been listening to, or loneliness songs, you know, you can call out my name, mm-hmm. he says. When you're only lonely. Yes. You mm-hmm. don't have to be ashamed. Right. You know? That's it just, does have hope. Yeah. Yes, yes. There's mm-hmm. so much hope in there. There's so much encouragement. Right. Yeah. Okay, so... 
The next song on the list <laughs> is called Lonely Boy by Andrew Gold. I and, guess I related to him because mm-hmm. I was such a Linda Ronstadt fan. Oh, yeah, and he had worked with Linda Ronstadt. Yes. Quite a bit. Yes, done a lot of backup work for her, mm-hmm. did a lot of singing, yep. uh, wrote stuff, arranged stuff. Uh, he and Ronstadt worked together on many, many songs. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people do believe that this song is autobiographical. Uh, or that Andrew Gold was singing about his own life in Lonely Boy, but I do believe he disagreed with that, or he refuted that. Hmm. But there were um, <laughs> there were clues, there were hints. You okay. know, there was evidence right. that it seemed like it was about him, because what he sang in the song, he was born on a summer day, 1951, mm-hmm. and Gold's August 1951 birthday... <laughs> <laughs> kind of fits with that, doesn't it? Hello there. <laughs> oh, goodness. And so shall we play it? Sure. Okay. I would like to hear it again. Oh, great. I do hope so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's Lonely Boy by Andrew Gold. His mother and father said what a lovely boy. We'll teach him what we learned. Oh, yes, just what we learned. We'll dress him up warmly and we'll send him to school. It'll teach him how to fight to be. Yes, he lets you know it. <laughs> oh, what a lonely you know? boy. Oh, oh. oh what a lonely boy. <laughs> and it's got that it has a sort of I you know, in the seventies, mm-hmm. just so many songs had a magic to them. Yeah. You know? Had this silvery sort of magic. You know, that I don't know if it's it's around so much, you know, these days. I don't think it is. No. No, I guess I could talk about artist after artist, but we gotta move on. Right, with this list, the last song. And to that I say, yes. (laughs) And I think you know why I said yes. Yes, I think so, because (laughs) Yes is the last band on the list with their song, Owner of a Lonely Heart. Yes. Yeah. And so I ought to say that what the band, it's not so much that they weren't successful at a certain point, but they weren't as successful, right, as they had been. And then they brought in uh, Trevor Horn, producer Trevor Horn, mm-hmm, who right. had been a member of the, I guess, studio band, The Buggles, right? Okay. Video killed the radio star. That's yeah, that right. Yep. Yes. And I guess Trevor Horn did believe that there was, you know, something there, you know, that ought to be. I don't know, brought to the forefront. I mean, I know there was, he thought there was something there. He had been listening to a bunch of demos that Trevor Rabin had. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so these demos were being played and Rabin walked away and Trevor Horn heard the beginning, or I guess the proto version of Owner of a Lonely Heart. Um, and as Rabin came back, Trevor Horn said, that's a hit chorus right there. And then Trevor Rabin had said, no, 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 that's for another song. And Trevor Horn had said, no, 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 like, yes, could record this song. And he just championed this song, you know, owner of a lonely heart mm-hmm, for right. quite a while. And he won. I guess he won out. And he was right, you know, that it was a great song and that it would do yes some good. And it did. It did. Yeah, it was big. It was a big song. Big hit. Big. Uh-huh. I, I guess all you could say is yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so shall we play the song now? Yes. Okay. (laughs) So here is Yes with Owner of a Lonely Heart. 
what song, what question can I ask that you can't say yes to? I give up. There we go. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> but no, I do believe we happily, you know, uh, sort of effervescently went through that list of lonely, lonely songs that and we did. Yes, yes, and it's a it's a serious sort of feeling. And I do believe that yeah, a lot of those songs talk about something that we all go through, and that we all ought to. I don't know, bring up sometimes so that we can relate better to others or so that we are relating to others. You know? Right. Yes. Okay, so if you've enjoyed this episode of this podcast, you can go to prairiepublic.org. That's prairiepublic.org, and you can search for Davy B's Hit Song Vault. Okay, that's prairiepublic.org, and you can search for Davy B's Hit Song Vault, and you can listen to more episodes of this podcast there. Or you can go to your favorite podcast platform or favorite podcast provider and search for Davy B's Hit Song Vault and listen to that show there. Oh, thank you so much, Dad, for sticking with me through this list of lonely songs. We're going to have to go now. Yes. <laughs> this is going to be going on all day, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> okay, goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye, Johnny. Bye. It's a cheater who pays. It's a cheater who pays. It's a cheater who pays.